0: Welcome
1: to Neither Here Nor There. strikes Ybor City once again in what appears to be the sixth killing in a calendar year by what few are calling a serial killer. Jessica Ellis, a second-year med student at USF, disappeared suddenly one night, leaving behind her entire wardrobe and her glass eye in a pile on the ground. Officials familiar with the case have wanted to emphasize that the clothing and accessories left behind for each victim does appear to be connected by this common thread, but nothing has been confirmed whether or not these are committed by the same person or people. Police investigators have combed through the crime scene and believe there to be no foul play. Authorities are asking all residents of the Tampa Bay area to stay inside for the next few nights. LCU too could become a victim. We take it now to Sandra Myers down at the street level. Sandra, can you hear me?
0: Before this starts, do you have any name you want to go by? We've been running some stuff through comms, and we came up with the title, "The One Who Lived." How's that sound? I'd I'd rather just go by Nick, honestly. You'll still be Nick, we just need a tagline. Do you just want to call the show an interview with Nick? It...
1: Seems a bit insensitive,
0: you know? I got lucky given how the night... Alright, I'm here with Nick, the one who lived. Nick, I want to thank you for taking time to put our minds at ease. Yeah. Guess I was. Wasn't I face to face with a killer himself? I imagine this had to have been awful for you. Uh, been hard to sleep at night. I, I do we, you still see his face when your eyes shut? No. The have the, you considered uh, the, one of those emotional support animals? No. No, I haven't. I'm ribbing you. Just joshing. Here, I'll cut the jokes for just a bit. Tell me, how are you? You've probably been asked that a lot, huh? Not great. Not great. Nick, we were hoping you could walk us through the events of that night, if it wouldn't be too much on you. So tell us, just how did you fight him off? It's... it's not like that. It never was
1: like that. If if you're serious about hearing the story i can I can tell you it's just I'll need to let you know everything that happened that led up to that night. you've got
0: us for an hour. The floor is yours Th- Thanks <clears throat> my ex-wife and I were
1: separated there was no saving what we had uh, She started to date and was more successful than me. She managed to move on a bit faster, I guess. It got to a point where even she was telling me that I was pathetic, uh, that she wasn't coming back, that I need to go catch a dick to forget. I think that was the wording she used. It was hard, seeing the woman you loved move on so easily, and you're just stuck there in your home you used to own together. It gets to you, you know? I started trying out dating apps a bit. I don't know how to build a profile or have openers, so most of the women I swiped on never messaged back. It was embarrassing. My friends tried to help me out, set me up with some of their friends on blind dates, but it never really went anywhere. (laughs) You know, looking back... It was me who probably was a problem. I don't like to open up about myself. I don't like the thought of selling my body to a stranger. Sorry, that doesn't sound good. It's just all this just doesn't make sense in my mind. But they're good friends. They're all good friends. So one day they invited me out to a bar to just drink and dance and forget all my worries for a night. I was going to drink, but there was no way I was going to dance. I walked into the bar. It was some sort of singles night. A crop of people as lonely as me, but way happier, were all on the dance floor, losing their minds to whatever was playing through the speakers. My friends grabbed their drinks and headed out to the dance floor, and I stood there, drinking one hand staring at him wondering how they'd managed to talk me into this then i saw I s- <laughs> then i saw do you do you need a minute no no i'm fine sorry i haven't i haven't talked this part out yet
0: ah, fuck god damn it let's cut to commercial we'll be right back everyone you going to be alright?
1: Do I have to say everything?
0: I, I... I don't wanna... Did you assault her? Are you the killer? No. What the fuck? No. No, I... Then what are you worrying about? Do you have any idea how many people are still scared to leave their homes? You'll bring them peace of mind. Just... just say it all. Let people know what to look out for. You think you can do that? <sighs> I can, I can, I just,
1: let me know when I'm good to start talking again.
0: Apologies everyone, you know how these things can be, and our goal is to provide you with as much information from the people we interview as we can, without making our guests feel attacked. Nick, as you were saying. Yeah, where was I? You were at the bar, and you saw something. Yeah. The music was pounding.
1: Uh, felt the bass crushing my head with each kick. There's this woman. She was, uh, standing at the door. Nothing was wrong with her. She just didn't look like she wanted to come in. I can't blame her. We kept matching eyes for what felt like half an hour. I even got to a point where I was practically posing with my beer in my hand, and she would stand there, just outside the door, making these incredibly flirty glances at me. I wasn't used to this. It wasn't creeping me out at all. You know how attractive a woman who smokes can be. I saw people smoke inside the bar, but I thought she was just being considerate. Who knows? You can only take so much of that music before the night is over for you. Couples who had just met up, heading out. My buddy who managed to find himself a partner, too, left. and Then it was just me, uh, the few other stragglers, and her. The front of the bar was practically clear at this point. Uh, She walked in, and I finally got a good look at her. Her outfit was nice, not exactly club attire. She wore a floor-length skirt, but the strangest thing about her was the way that she seemed to just glide in. You know how when you walk, you kind of do this, yeah, like like a head nod, almost, because of gravity? She didn't have that. She looked angelic. She had curly blonde hair, the kind that seemed to spring back into place. Her makeup was really, really well done. Uh, She had these perfectly straight white teeth. There wasn't a single stain on her clothes. It felt too good to be true, honestly. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this for pity, but seriously, look at me. She was out of my league. So it really caught me off guard when she walked up to me and said, Hey, you want to get out of here? I hadn't said a word to her at all up until this point. We spent the entire night just making flirty glances at each other, so to be told this, this directly, was flattering. She reached her hand out to touch my face, and I couldn't do it. I know it's pathetic, but I had my ex-wife on my mind. I wasn't ready yet for any sort of partner, let alone romantic connection. I recoiled just a bit and told her that I just wanted to talk. Which is when she got more adamant. Come on. I know you want me. Look at you. You want me, don't you? You want me. She was right. I did. I, I, sorry, I I don't know how much I'm allowed to say on air. I invited her to come sit down with me on the couch. Maybe we can talk for a bit, but she insisted. She wanted me to go home with her. She kept putting her hand near my face. It was really strange even in the moment. Like, Like, even though it felt passionate in the moment, something felt off about this. I tried asking her what she's been watching. If she likes the music that's been playing. If she's ever been arrested. Nothing. All she did was let out this giggle. And told me how bad she wanted me. I called it off. Everything was moving too fast. Everything felt... Unnatural. I wasn't looking for some fling. I was looking for something to... No, sorry, I... I don't think it's healthy to phrase things like this. Let's just say I was out of a long-term relationship, and I was looking for another. I like stability, alright? No shame in that. I guided her to the door. She kept trying to hold hands, but I'd squirm away. I really didn't want to be touched tonight. I, I asked her if she wanted my phone number so we could chat tomorrow, but she denied it. She asked me one last time if I wanted to slip away somewhere more discreet. And I just laughed it off and said no. Uh, She did this really playful pout, and I don't know. I guess I felt bad. I told her that I'd be back again tomorrow night if she wanted to meet up and tell me more about her. She nodded her head. I checked my phone to see where my ride was. And when I looked up, she was gone. I hadn't heard her leave, it's like one minute she was there, and the next, she wasn't. If I tell you I'm going to be somewhere, I'll be there. You never need to remind me. I like being the reliable friend, like I'll jokingly make plans three or four years into the future, and I'll keep them. Like, a buddy of mine told me back in high school that he wanted to meet me right here, right on this tree stump nine years from now, on a hike one time, and I wrote it down. I had to hack the tree that had been growing for a bit, but I dragged him out there and let him know. My memory's always been good like that. It freaked him out, I think, but you gotta get your bits in while you can, you know? So. I showed up the next night, just like I said the night before. This time, I stood outside waiting for her. I didn't have a phone number. I realized I didn't even know her name, so I just stood there. Beer in my hand, just... waiting. Bars are never really all that packed on Sundays, So I figured it would be a good time to finally be able to talk without a rave going on. And I waited for a long, long time. I thought she was probably really drunk last night, you know, with a girl like her fawning over a guy like me. So it's good that she sobered up and we didn't do anything stupid last night. I was going to hang out there till, I don't know, 1130 or so. I'm not really sure how much time passed, but suddenly, I saw her. Gliding from the side of the building, giggling with someone. I thought, oh great, she does have friends. That's good. She can talk about stuff. I like talking about stuff. I waved my arm and said, hey, nice to see you. And she made this face, almost like she wasn't expecting to see me. She did this little nod to her friends, then she glided so effortlessly over to me at the front of the bar (sighs) that… She looked stunning. Her hair caught the street light behind her. It, It looked golden. She had the smile that would just open slightly and close. Her lips had this beautiful, deep burgundy color. Her skin didn't have a single blemish on it. She was a work of art. I tried to speak, I tried to ask her for her name, but nothing came out. I just stood there, just sputtering like an idiot. All that I managed to utter was, ''Why do you wear such long skirts?'' I thought, ''Ah fuck, good one Nick, why do you wear such long skirts?'' Talking like a lesson one in a Rosetta Stone, English is my eighth language head ass. Fuck! Sorry, am I swearing too much? No? Alright. I felt like an idiot. One of the most beautiful women I've ever seen was standing right there in front of me, and I couldn't even ask her for her name. Could you be any more pathetic? But she laughed. I tried to laugh along with it, make myself look uh, more clever, then she gave me this look. She bit her lower lip, which was very attractive, and said,
0: It's a secret, but I can show you a little bit more if you like.
1: Now I had no idea what that meant, but you know how things are, in the heat of the moment, it feels different i was mesmerized by her what was she doing talking to someone like me i didn't get it she did this beckoning hand to me and i followed her she walked me around the side of the bar and i went exactly where she guided me right as i lost sight of the street lights behind me she stopped looked me right in the eyes, and raised both of her hands right beside my face. I thought, she's trying to kiss me. I was stunned. But I don't know why. Something felt wrong. I backed up, swung my head a bit, and said, I'm sorry, I I don't know why I'm doing this. You look beautiful. She said that it was okay. And that I needed to relax. She reached for my face again, and this time I really stepped back. I told her to stop. I said that it's really weird that she won't just tell me who she is. Then she got this look in her eyes. She tried to grab me. At this point, I thought this was a setup for a robbery. You know, girl gets me alone, girl takes my pants off. Then the next thing I know, I've got a bat up the side of my head, and I'm struggling to remember what both my parents look like. But the alley was silent. It was just me and her. And it really felt like she was trying to keep me from leaving. I don't know how, but my hand caught the opening of her cardigan. And my eye caught something. N- no, 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 not, not like that. She had something in her stomach. She looked hurt. I asked her what that was, and she just buttoned up her sweater and told me to come here. I said it louder. What is that? And she told me to be quiet and come here. And then I screamed at her. I shouted, what the fuck is going on with you? If this were one of your TV shows, the camera would pull back and you'd have seen birds leave the trees. She started to cry. She held her stomach, sobbing. I apologized. I said I shouldn't have brought it up. I asked her if she was okay. Each time I reached towards her, she recoiled a bit until suddenly she ran backwards into the dark without a single footstep. A sudden glide off into the dark. A couple of folks came around the bar and asked what I was yelling at. I told them everything, and not a single one of them cared. One guy just shrugged his shoulders and went, She's probably fine.
0: Everything's fine. When's the last time
1: you died? He was right.
0: I haven't even died once in my life. Hate to cut you off on a joke, but we've got to do a quick break. <laughs> now enjoy a few messages from our sponsors. How you feeling? You alright? Yeah.
1: Still reconciling with it, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, can't even imagine.
1: Do I need to say everything?
0: You do what you're comfortable with, but do remember that you're what's going to help people sleep at night. Let them know what you did to rough up the guy, you know? Has anyone else heard about this? Anyone in your family? I'm sure the The police don't know. I told them, you'll see. I'm gonna give you the truth. I- I don't want this getting buried in conspiracy. Sounds great. And we're back in 5, 4... Welcome back. Now, Nick, you were telling us about the girl who ran away, if I do recall correctly. Could you let us know what happened the following day? Nothing, really. Same goes for the next few days.
1: Almost two weeks had gone by, and I hadn't seen her. I was starting to regret not writing down my phone number on her hand. I went to that bar maybe four or five nights in a row. Just waiting, hoping to see her. And I never did. There was a point after the second or third night where, where I thought that she'd died. But something in me knew that there was something else at play here. I started a bar hop. Every night I'd walk to a new spot, hang out there outside, waiting to see if she showed up. Nothing. I think I scared my friends when I told them I was looking for her. I tried to assure them that this wasn't anything bad, it's just... Sorry, the more I talk about it, the worse it sounds. You know what I mean. I gave up after a week and a half or so. I really felt myself going insane for a bit. My friends invited me out again, with the explicit goal of me finding a real girl, assholes. I went out with them to this little hole in the wall kava bar in St. Pete. It hadn't been getting much traction. There's a million of them out here, so the three or four popular ones just kind of eat up the others. My friends all started playing games on this fake patio they have. It's two to a team, so I sat out the first round, doing my usual stuff, you know, shit-talking the misses in Cornhole, knowing that I'm about to put on the worst performance of my life against a winner. I guess I zoned out for a bit, started looking around, when my eye caught the TV. Tragedy strikes the Tampa Bay area again as a new victim, Victoria Alcantara has been determined a missing person of interest. Friends and family say that she was last seen in a car with her friends headed downtown for a night out when it appears that she disappeared into thin air. Nearby eyewitnesses claim that she'd wandered out of the bar for under one minute before suddenly never being seen again. Left behind were her clothes in a pile on the floor. Every piece of jewelry she'd been wearing and one fake tooth cap, all laying in a perfect pile on the floor. I'm joined by Chief of Police Tom Perlman to elaborate further. Tom? You could feel the tension in the air. Bartenders weren't as chatty as they'd normally been, each of them keeping an eye on every person walking in, out, and around their bar. I can't blame them. I look back at my friends, and they all seem so carefree. I talked to one of my buddies, and he said that he wasn't scared a bit, because when it's my time to go, it's my time to go. I don't know if they're faking it, or if they really believe it. Either way, it goes against just about everything I've been feeling for the last two weeks. Watching people have fun without you gets... boring. I didn't have a bartender to chat with. The two bartenders seemed to care much more about each other's safety than the patrons that were coming in and out of the place. I've always had this thing that I do. It sounds stupid. Do do we have time to... Yeah? Okay. I've always had a fascination with looking through doorways. Have you ever been driving at night and saw someone standing at their open door talking to someone outside, or just looking up at the stars. It gives them so much more depth as people whenever you see them like that. You get these little glimpses of their homes, which you wouldn't ever think about from the outside. You've probably passed by houses thousands of times without ever wondering what they've looked like inside. It's funny, because every now and then you see a Christmas tree still up in March, or a laundry chair... We all have a laundry chair. We just never see each other's. Sorry, I'll get back on topic. I've always found comfort in doing this. Some people are paranoid and check exits. I've got a buddy I work with who will only eat in restaurants if his back can face a wall. People are funny like that. But for me, I've weirdly found comfort in it. So I'm sitting at the bar. The TV buzzing overhead staring out the door when I see the oddest thing. I saw a girl virtually float from around the corner of the bar across the street to the entrance. And she was standing there, staring. My heart rate picked up. That had to be her, right? It felt like my brain had just been filling in gaps because I'd been thinking about her so much, but that was her. I went over to my buddy and told him that she was across the street, and all he did was give me shit. Like, oh, but I thought she was blonde. Blonder, curlier hair with a perfect smile. It hurts your ego to be talked to like that. Yeah, to have someone make you feel crazy, but he was right. This girl had frizzy brown hair, and she's just a bit taller than the girl I'd talked to two weeks ago. But the way she walked, I knew it was her. Finished up my kava. Uh, They serve it to you in a bowl. It's kind of like drinking a puddle from a coconut. Tipped well. God knows they needed it. And started to walk over to the bar across the street. I could feel my whole body shaking. I hadn't been this nervous since my first date with my ex-wife. It's like I was in high school again. Just... Terrified of someone I thought was pretty. I crossed the street, and looked into the bar, just off to the side of her. She was staring at this guy. And you know the exact type of guy I'm talking about. Muscular. Tall. Not a wrinkle in his clothes. A guy who'd had it all. And after just a few seconds of standing there, I looked over and said... Hey, where have you been? She froze. It was like her whole body had become rigid. It's almost like nobody would ever snuck up on her before. I tried to play it off and said things like, I didn't take you to be the kind of person who's easily spooked. And she stayed there, motionless, except for her eyes that slowly turned towards me. I felt bad for scaring her. I'm not one of those guys. So I started to apologize. I let her know that I didn't mean it. And the entire time I spoke, she sunk slowly towards the ground. It was almost like she was levitating, then slowly began to descend the more I talked to her. I didn't waste any time. I asked her where she had been. Why'd she stop coming to that bar? why she dyed her hair brown? And the entire time, she stood there, almost frozen in place. I asked her if she was okay. Nothing. I told her that I had been worried about her. Nothing. Something was wrong. I don't know what came over me, but I said the only phrase she'd wanted me to say since that night we met each other. I want you. After I said this, she loosened up. Her hair became almost bouncy again. Her smile lit up everything around us. She turned towards me and reached a hand out. I... I didn't grab it. Everything from the last two weeks made me a bit more cautious to touch her. Her outreached hand became more of a beckoning gesture. Come here. If I was in a worse place, I might have taken her hand. Who knows? I followed her to this area around the side of the bar. It was disgusting. Puddles of some brown liquid on the ground, a transformer buzzing overhead. It's not exactly romantic, even if you are at the lowest point of your life. She guided me from the front of the bar to this incredibly dark section in between two streetlights and... Reached both of her hands out, like she wanted to hold the sides of my face. She looked beautiful. Everything in me was telling me to give in. Let her embrace you. But for some reason, I panicked. I grabbed her sleeve and asked her what happened to her that night. Uh, Why she disappeared for two weeks. Was she even okay? And the second I touched her sleeve, Her sweater disintegrated, and she began to unravel. I don't know how to describe it to you. The beautiful woman I'd slowly been falling in love with fell apart like sand. Everything I'd come to find beautiful, her bouncing hair, her smile that somehow lit up the alleyway, her odd clothing, all turned to ash and blew away leaving me standing there
0: with Jessica Ellis. Whoa, whoa. Did you just say Jessica Ellis? Homicide victim Jessica Ellis. You can say she looked like her, but do you have any idea how offensive it is to be making slights at a victim of- I know what I saw. That was
1: Jessica Ellis. Or what was left of her.
0: I want to apologize to everyone listening. Nick here has experienced trauma and is conflating the look of a murdered woman to some killer he had a close encounter with. These are his interpretations and are not a reflection of the Reflective Interviews series. What I saw wasn't human. Or
1: was, but wasn't anymore. I recognize that face. What had been a beautiful woman with her entire life ahead of her became the bait of a creature that I saw with my own two eyes. Creature? The woman before me turned to ash, and what was left behind was the husk of skin of Jessica Ellis.
0: We, we're going to cut to a commercial, just a sec.
1: Without the disguise, all that was left was a husk of skin that was somewhat inflated, and a hook, almost like a grappling hook, protruding from her stomach. I started to yell for help. This woman, this thing, started to raise up into the air. She was leering over me, easily 10 feet above me in the air, and this bright light started to emit from her head. I kept yelling for help, begging someone to come out and see, when suddenly, a light turned on. I was saved. Not intentionally not by some hero, but from a bartender, headed out back to escape his shift for a bit. The second that light turned on, it almost looked like it hurt whatever it was that was holding up the body of Jessica. When it recoiled, it pulled back so fast that it was hard to see her. Her skin had become elastic, and it was like the air around her stretched her. I was telling the bartender, did you see that? Come on, man, did you fucking tell me that you saw that? And he just looked at me like he'd seen a ghost. I told him to cut the lights and run, but he didn't need to. Off in the distance, I saw something moving, but it didn't look like it was coming for me. It looked like it was running away, hurt. I saw something with several legs, arms, I don't know, crawling down the alleyway incredibly fast, crawling up and over buildings, almost like a shadow would if it were cast from overhead, retreating in a straight line away from me. The last thing I saw was it scaled the signature place building like it was walking on flat ground, then over it, and I never saw it again. This
0: this thing you you never saw it again
1: no no one did
0: as far as I know
1: the only thing it left behind was this trail of this horribly foul odor and the body of Jessica Ellis I called the police and told them I'd found her I told them everything I was arrested Pretty brutally. They suspect me of being the serial killer, you know? Do you believe me, Mr. Interviewer?
0: I... I have to be impartial with these sorts of things, you know? How come when they followed the scent trail it left behind, they found every body but one?
1: Why would I hide that? Again, I... I didn't kill Jessica. I didn't kill the others. All I know is what I saw. If you aren't going to advocate for me to be
0: free, then... Then what? It will strike again. I know it. And if you remain locked behind bars and it never happens again?
1: It will happen again. I know what I saw. It will happen again. A neighborhood breathes a sigh of relief as the body of Jessica Ellis is finally Covered. Discovered in an alleyway near Always Point North by Nicholas Allen, a local resident who claims that she was part of a lure system of a beast, he says, lurks in the shadows. Arrested on suspicion of criminal conspiracy, Nicholas pointed officers towards a straight line that the beast, as he describes it, was traveling with ease. Along this line were several bodies that have been declared missing in the area. Nicholas has been held in detention and is going through extensive questioning by federal authorities. Nicholas did leave us with a warning that this beast could be coming for you too. His recorded message states, the beast takes any shape it wants. It looks like a friend. It looks like your parents. Be careful, be cautious not go out. Do not Nicholas urges listeners to be cautious of anyone you see approaching you wanting to touch you. We go down now to Cynthia who's interviewing the bartender who claims to have seen this unfold. Cynthia Neither Here Nor There is a bi-weekly horror joint writing and audio production project. The music for this show is provided by Cryo Chamber. A link to their Bandcamp is in the description.